Good evening, Atlanta. It is 610. I'm Eric Erickson, and this is WSB and Atlanta's Evening News. A real quick check of the radar. We've got that flash flood warning now for Bartow County, uh, parts of Cherokee County. Heavy rain in the Canton area. Real heavy band of showers around Tucker, Scottsdale, headed out towards Snellville, Loganville, Grayson, uh, you got heavy rain also along I-20 from the perimeter on the west side all the way out past Villarica. Uh, heavy rain in Carrollton headed towards Noonan. Some showers down around the McDonough area. Just hit or miss showers, but where they are, they're kind of strong today. I, it, there is a lot to talk about today. You have the president's North Korea situation. You have the polling on Republican voters showing an increasing right-wing authoritarian tilt. You've got the suggestion that the DNC um, was not hacked, but it was an inside job, a dubious report, no less. Be skeptical of it. To start all of these stories off, I want to talk about two unrelated stories. But if you will bear with me, uh, there's a there's a method of my madness here, and I think it's really, really necessary. Yesterday, I told you about the, the sad situation with, I think his name is Kendrick Johnson down in Valdosta. He reached behind some bleachers in a gymnasium at a high school in Valdosta, Georgia, uh, fell down. He was trying to get sneakers, apparently, fell down behind the bleachers and asphyxiated. It was one of those retractable bleacher systems. They closed him up in it. Uh, he couldn't get out. He suffocated. His parents were convinced uh, that he had been murdered. They accused two boys by name, one of whom's father was an FBI agent. They accused the school superintendent of being in on it. They accused the sheriff of being in on it. They accused the school superintendent's daughter of setting up her father, the superintendent, to find the body. They were able to get TV news magazines. Don't hold me to it, but I think it was 60 Minutes. It might have been uh, Dateline NBC. It was one of them. Uh, did a huge profile on this, suggesting there was foul play. And, you know, the, the story, the narrative of the story was it was black versus white, rural South Georgia. There was a cover-up, potential civil rights investigation. There was so much national media coverage of it that the U.S. Department of Justice under Eric Holder got involved and investigated it. And it turned out uh, that there was no foul play. It turned out that uh, the boy had not been murdered. It turned out that the boy actually it was an accident. His parents have been ordered by a judge now to pay $300,000 to the individuals they accused of murder. There's another story out that is relevant to this, a, another huge high-profile story that we discussed on this program several years ago, uh, and thankfully I kind of covered it the way it should have been covered. Uh, thank goodness, because I, I, if I'd bought into the press reports, we would have had trouble here today, but... There's a method to this madness. Bear with me. It is all relevant to the president of North Korea, I promise. But first, let's go check with Doug Turnbull on traffic. Thank you, sir. Okay, back in January of 2015, a, uh, a fashion blogger out in Dallas, Texas, had a, a fancy wedding at the Petroleum Club in downtown Dallas, a beauty blogger, the love of her life. And then in January of 2015, KXAS, which is the NBC affiliate in Dallas, ran a story that their wedding photos were being held hostage by a wedding photographer. The wedding photographer was demanding $150 more after the couple had paid thousands of dollars already. 
and wouldn't hand over any, any of the photographs to the couple. Wanted thousands of dollars more from this couple to hand over the photos. And the couple was having none of it. The couple was not going to pay. They had already paid thousands of dollars. They had ruined, this photographer had ruined this couple's wedding. It went from a local NBC story to a national NBC story to a national viral story on the internet. The photographer's name is Andrea Polito. And the blogger was named, oh, Neely Moldovan. She's a, a beauty fashion blogger on the internet uh, of some note in Texas. And her supporters swamped Andrea Patillo's review pages, ruined her reputation. They literally drove her out of business. She could only get two clients after this story broke. All of her other clients canceled on her. Because this is, a, this is a photographer who charged a client thousands of dollars and then still would not hand over the photographs for the couple until they paid $150 more. And the couple was having none of it. They stood up to the woman. They went to the press. And none of it was true. You see, they had signed a contract with a photographer, and the photographer, you know, a lot of photographers now, they have this problem where if they hand over the photos to the couple without the couple paying, uh, then the couple, they walk away with the photos. They walk away with the digital prints, and the photographer loses money. So the photographers charge money up front to come shoot the wedding, and then what the photographers do is they build a photo album for the couple. They send the couple proofs that are usually small square pictures, and the couple picks out the ones that they like the best, and then the photographer builds them a photo album for $150, $200, uh, customizes everything for them, and hands it to the couple, and, and that is the finished product, and that's what the contract said. Well, she explained to the couple, the photographer did, that that was their contract. And the woman had a meltdown that she was being forced to choose 80 pictures out of 4,000. And she didn't like that. She wanted all 4,000 and she did not want to pay for those pictures. Now, what they originally paid for was the time of the photographer and the photographer's crew to come out and do the engagement photos, to do the wedding photos, to do the, the wedding rehearsal photos, to do the, the after-party photos, the, the, all of it. Just $150 more to actually get the finished product. And instead, they ran to the press. And the press destroyed the photographer's reputation. In fact, NBC wound up walking the story back several days later. The photographer had provided her side of the story, and NBC didn't use it initially. And the story that went viral was without her statements. And when she released her statements, NBC, they, they finally walked it back, but it never got as much attention. It's like the NBC putting a hit job on the president on the first page. They get the details wrong, and they walk it back a few days later. No one pays attention to the correction or a tweet that gets something wrong that is circulated by tens of thousands of people, and the correction only gets circulated by 100 people. That's what happened here. A jury in Texas has awarded the photographer a million dollars. Turns out she did nothing wrong. The couple was trying to break contract with her. And when she wouldn't let them break the contract, they destroyed her reputation and they destroyed her business. But the media was complicit in this, just like the media was complicit in that story in Valdosta, 
or you've got the story of the New York Times. The New York Times releasing a draft climate change report, breathtaking report. Climate scientists fear this report is going to be suppressed. They leaked it to the New York Times. If it wasn't leaked to the New York Times, it would not have gotten out. Sensational report. The United States is going to be, be destroyed by climate change. It is irreversible at this point, regardless of what we do. If we all stop breathing tomorrow and stopped every cow on the planet from farting, temperatures would still go up a half degree Celsius. There's nothing we can do, and you wouldn't know it but for the New York Times, someone leaking them the report yesterday. Except the report was published in January. Someone from the Obama administration released it before President Trump became president. The New York Times has had to walk that back, too. All of these stories are people masterfully playing to the biases of the press. The Google story. To this day, in three days of the story, no actual reporter on TV has accurately covered the memo at Google. They've all said it was an anti-diversity sexist screed where the man blamed biology, which none of that is true if they read the memo. And they all got it wrong. They got that wrong. They, they got the photographer story wrong. They got the Kendrick Johnson death story wrong. They got the climate change story wrong. So tell me this. Do you really trust them to get the North Korea story right? Do you really trust them to get the story about Republican authoritarianism and the polling right? Do you really trust them to get the climate change story right? Do you really trust the media at this point? If so, I got a bridge to sell you. Folks, time is running out. If you want to sleep cool by going to Mattress Firm, tick, 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 the clock is ticking. You can go in this weekend and, well, potentially get a free Yeti tumbler with a purchase. Now, why do I say potentially? Well, they refueled, refueled, refilled their supplies this past Monday. They're not adding any more of the Yeti tumbler. So go in if you want one, uh, if you need to pick out a mattress, and you can check out the latest in their sleep cool technology. Uh, you, whether you get uh, the Serta iComfort Temp Touch, you get the Beautyrest Black Hybrid, they've got plenty of selections. They've got Hampton and Rhodes mattresses, huge selection at Mattress Firm where you can get a better night's sleep and a great deal on a better night's sleep. And they're doing back-to-school specials right now in there as well. Listen, every day you can go to Mattress Firm and they change their daily deals of what you can get, whether pillows, mattress protector, you name it. If you want a better night's sleep, if your mattress is 8 years old or older, 10 years old, you really need a new mattress. And Mattress Firm will get you a good deal. They will get you a good price on a good deal. You can even take it home, sleep on it for up to 120 nights. And if you are not completely satisfied, take it back, small process, if you get a different mattress. They got a huge selection. They got a different brand. So get into Mattress Firm today. Bradley Manning, who has changed his name legally to Chelsea Manning, uh, is the guy who, well, it, I would say committed treason. He was in jail till he got his sentence commuted by Barack Obama. He's going to be on the cover of Vogue. You know, he's decided he is a she. He's going to be on the cover of Vogue in a red swimsuit. Bruce Jenner, now Caitlin, well, he got the Woman of the Year Award last year. Uh, both of these stories together prove that um, men are awesome. They're even better at women at being women than real women. I mean, you know, what more can you expect? You got a dude on the cover of Vogue as a woman. You got a, a man getting the Woman of the Year Award. Men are awesome. This is actually why a lot of modern feminists hate the transgender movement. 
they don't feel that it's fair at all. And now you've got men pretending to be women getting into Title IX sports and beating the actual women by pretending to be women. It is driving some feminists up the wall. There is a fight coming within this LGBTQXYZ1PAA, whatever it is, just all of the initials. Absolutely crazy. So the other day I saw it, it was uh, LGBTQQAA2P. Uh, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, queer, questioning, uh, asexual, um, uh, antisexual, I think, pansexual, two sexual. I, I, I don't even know what all of these things are. Oh, and there was an I in there too for intersection. I, I just, they're going to keep adding letters and numbers. It'll go on ad infinitum as people come up with new crazy things to mental health issue. I'm sorry, but still. You got two dudes winning Women of the Year awards and on the cover of Vogue. Men are awesome, people. It's true. It is 40 after the hour. I am Eric Erickson. This is Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. Yeah, let's do a quick dive on the radar here. We got the flash flood warning up in Cherokee and Bartow County. Uh, Rain starting to ease out up there. The heaviest stuff now has moved south of I-20 in Atlanta. Uh, Along a line, really from the Alabama line over to Covington uh, on I-20, the part that is east of Atlanta, I-20, east of Atlanta. Everything is just on or above I-20. Heavy rain moving towards Monroe, Walnut Grove, uh, Conyers and Covington. Uh, It's all south of Snellville and Lawrenceville now, so you got a little bit of a respite. Uh, It'll be out of Loganville here in a little bit as well as Tucker. Uh, Heavy rain down by Forest Park on the south side of the city, Locust Grove as well. The uh, really best, biggest stuff is Whitesburg, Carroll County, Douglas County, south of Douglasville. All of that. Um, We'll keep on it, folks. We got to move into the Trump North Korea stuff, but also the opioid crisis. The president in his press conference earlier has declared a state of emergency on the opioid situation. I've got some audio from the president's press conference to to play for you here. Let me see if I can get this audio low. And I'm saying officially right now, it is an emergency. It's a national emergency. We're gonna spend a lot of time, a lot of effort, and a lot of money on the opioid crisis. We're going to draw it up and we're going to make it a national emergency. Uh, It is a serious problem, the likes of which we have never had. You know, when I was growing up, they had the LSD and they had certain generations of drugs. There's never been anything like what's happened to this country over the last four or five years. And I have to say this, in all fairness, this is a worldwide problem, not just a United States problem. This is happening worldwide. But this is a national emergency, and we are drawing documents now to so attest. To so attest. Back in my day, they had the LSD, they had the marijuana, they had the, you, you know... He's right. It is a worldwide crisis, and it is largely happened because opioids uh, were pain medicines that were easy to produce, uh, easy to distribute, and a lot of people got hooked on them. A lot of doctors overprescribed opioid pain medicine, and we got this. We do have a big problem in this country, particularly in the Rust Belt. Uh, people then got off of 
the opioid medicine and they started making homegrown uh, heroin started uh, buying heroin on the black market and there's a huge addiction problem in this country there is and it has been going on for a while and the media only started paying attention to it because of the 2016 election uh, good for the president doing this it is interesting though he came out from uh, his what Bedford is it the golf course and just announced that I'm declaring it an emergency right now it's somewhat humorous he just came out and said I'm declaring it an emergency now uh, his staff will get on it. They'll put it in writing. Um, but it's good that the president wants to tackle this. I am a little bit dubious when the government comes promising to spend lots of money on something, though. Now, we got to go check with Doug Turnbull, who's looking at 285. You know, as an aside on Trump and all of this stuff, have you guys noticed that it's, there are people in the media who are outraged by his statement about raining down fire and fury on North Korea? They don't like it. I, I do think that everyone should be a little bit concerned that the president of the United States did this uh, without talking to his advisors. That should be a bit of a concern, I think. Whether you have that concern or not, I, I don't have a problem with the president's statement. I never have had a problem with this statement by the president. Uh, I, I don't think it's a, a huge deal. But, but... It seems like the media has been playing up the outrage over the president's statements while also trying to egg him on. The media seems to, they, they think that they can push the president further. They can get him to do, is the media trying to get something done here? Or is the media trying to exacerbate the situation? That's what it seems like to me. That they've got this vested interest in trying to egg on the president. They know he watches them, and, and they're trying to pressure him to amp up the rhetoric even further so that they can condemn it even further. What are they getting at? And by the way, on the North Korean thing, there are a lot of people freaking out about North Korea. I actually put something up at the research earlier. That reminds me, if you want to, you'll get this in your email in the morning, this data, uh, if you subscribe by texting WSB to 444999. Uh, but it's a, I wrote this this morning about Kyle Mizukami writing in the National Interest. Uh, back in November 23, 2010, the North Korean military began shelling the South Korean island of Yongpyong, and they did so. It was an island, 2.71 square miles, had about 1,300 people on it. Four people got killed. Two South Korean civilians, two South Korean um, soldiers got killed. Now, the North Koreans fired 170 rounds of 122-millimeter rockets, possibly some more rounds from a 76.2-millimeter coastal artillery unit. It took the South Koreans... 18 minutes to begin a response to the North Korean shelling because their counter-radar battery was broken. They had to fix the radar, get it back online before they could even start firing back at the North Koreans. It took them 18 minutes to do it, and only four people died. Do you know why? Because the North Koreans should have been able to fire 288 rockets, but they were only able to fire 170 and of those 170, only 80 landed on the island. The rest landed in the water. The North Korean technical capability is overstated. Their equipment is run down. Their soldiers are starving. Their soldiers may get more food than your average North Korean, but they're still starving. Their equipment is still shoddy. I mean, they had a sitting duck, an, an island six miles from them, 
2.71 square miles long. The South Koreans couldn't respond because their radar was down. They fired only 170 rounds out of a possible 288. And only 80 actually hit the island because they're actually all of the Western media that builds up these mythological stories of an overwhelming North Korea. It's actually not true. Fifty-five after the hour. Eric Erickson here. The phone number four zero four eight seven two zero seven five zero or nationwide one eight hundred WSB Talk. So, you know, I let me. I gotta let me pull this up. Yes, uh, this is from Slate. God bless us. We gotta go Slate. Chanda Prescott Weinstein, who is a particle physicist, philosopher of science at the University of Washington and the editor-in-chief of the Offing Magazine. I have no idea. What is the Offing Magazine? It looks like some uh, some liberal something or whatever. I have no idea. She has penned an essay in Slate that basically evolutionary psychology is just the most obvious example of science's flaws you see science is politicized and science is sexist and evolutionary science has just been used by men to say that women are inferior so you get this here's a woman writing in slate that science is politicized and science will tell you what you want it to tell you if you massage the numbers enough if you look at it a certain way kind of like climate change you think no 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 not climate change It's nine after the hour. I'm Eric Erickson. This is Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. How are you? The phone number 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. John Ossoff. We found him, ladies and gentlemen. We have found John Ossoff. He's going to be leading a panel discussion at Netroots Nation, Nutroots Nation, on Saturday, this coming Saturday, about winning the 2018 midterm elections. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, the man is totally qualified to talk about winning elections, is he not? Yes, John Ossoff going to tell the left how they can win something he's never done. I'm sure it'll be quite a success. Coming back from London to give a speech. Wonder if he'll see his fiance. Okay, we'll move on. There's polling out today. And first of all, I want to say to begin with, it's a crap poll. And I, I, I don't, well, I say that lightly, but I also don't say it lightly. It's a crap poll. Uh, it is a, a poll of online participants to some sort of polling panel, which is nonsensical, a subsample of an online subsample to begin with. Uh, but it's got everybody buzzing today. A majority of Republicans would be okay with Donald Trump suspending the election in 2020 if 
there were voter irregularities that had not been fixed. <gasps> but let's be honest. I bet a majority of Republicans do think that. What's not getting covered is that a majority of Democrats back in 2016 wanted Barack Obama to cancel the election. It's become so tribal in this country. That's why I think we can believe this are Republicans. Why else do I think we can believe this are Republicans? Well, a majority of Republicans right now, or 45% of Republicans, want the courts to shut down fake news outlets. If they're willing to do that, they're willing to sacrifice constitutional integrity, and it's a trend of what's going on in this country. Both sides have become so tribal, we're essentially moving in this country to where we've got to decide between right-wing authoritarianism and left-wing totalitarianism. And what's even more funny, I pointed that out earlier. Brian Stetzler of CNN quoted me on that on Twitter. And you got all these lefties coming in. How dare you say that? There's no such thing as left-wing totalitarianism. We're not nearly as terrible as you guys. Have you not been paying attention to college campuses? Have you not been paying attention to Bernal Stutzman? Have you not been paying attention to Jack Phillips, the baker who's got to go to the Supreme Court to save his business because he didn't want to bake a cake for a gay wedding? Did you not pay attention to the Hobby Lobby case in the Supreme Court? Have you not paid attention to the abortion mandate? Have you not paid attention to the guy at Google getting fired for having wrong think? Have you not paid attention to Brandon Ike, the CEO of Mozilla, who got driven out of his company for supporting traditional marriage? Yeah, don't don't tell me there's no such thing as left-wing totalitarianism. The difference between left-wing totalitarianism and right-wing totalitarianism is with the left, you either get on board the program or you be destroyed. With the right, they're just going to bulldoze through the protests and do whatever they want. Authoritarian and strongmen versus totalitarian despots who will round you up and re-educate you or kill you on the left, or at least destroy your business and destroy your life in this country. But that's where we're headed. And we might as well not dance around this. There are enough Republicans who, if Donald Trump came out tomorrow and said, go start shooting liberals, there are Republicans who I think would do it in the same way there are liberals who, if the left came out, Barack Obama or someone, Hillary Clinton, and said, go start shooting Republicans, they would try. Of course, they would have to get guns first. But we've reached that level of tribalism in this country where both sides have incentive to commit violence on the other side, and neither side really gives a damn about the Constitution anymore. You should care about the Constitution. You should be one of those crazy fools like me who thinks that it doesn't matter who's in charge. The Constitution applies. But there is hilarious irony here we should get into after we go check traffic with Doug Turnbull. Thank you, sir. Here's the irony. In 2015 and 2016, on this very program, we fielded dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of phone calls from people, hundreds of phone calls from people who were convinced Barack Obama was going to seek a third term. He was going to stay in power. He was not going to give up power. He was going to stay there. I can't tell you how many people called Republicans concerned that Barack Obama was going to do this. The same thing liberals thought in 2000. They were convinced Dick Cheney was never going to move out of the um, move out of the vice presidential mansion. They were very convinced that George W. Bush was never going to give up the White House to Barack Obama. We had people call this program every single week in the run-up to the election that Barack Obama was not going to surrender power if Donald Trump got elected. 
And now some of those people absolutely positively would be okay with Donald Trump suspending the election. Yes, I said it. It's a crap poll. You can't believe online polling, particularly subsamples of online polling. But you know and I know there are plenty of Republicans who believe this because I encounter them all the time. A real pollster is going to ask this question and find the, re- the, the same result. I don't like online polling, but I'm not dismissing this result because I know a real-world pollster is going to pull this out. PPP is going to go out and find Republicans to say this. I guarantee you there are Republicans who believe this. There are Republicans who believe the president can do whatever he wants. There are Republicans who believe the president can ignore Congress. There are Republicans who believe all of these things that Democrats believe when Barack Obama was in power and now no longer do. It has become a tribalism in this country that has infected our very democracy. Our Republican democracy cannot sustain itself when both sides believe that they can ignore the rules when in power. And the Democrats did it, and now they're playing all holier-than-thou pure. We would never do this. Baloney. Baronelle Stutzman is losing her business in Washington State, potentially her house and her retirement, because she did not want to provide flowers for a same-sex wedding. Jack Phillips in Colorado, the same way. He's having to go to the Supreme Court to try to save his business because he didn't want to provide a cake for a same-sex wedding. Let's not forget Memories Pizza in, in Indiana that was nearly put out of business and had to shut down for multiple days because they would not have hosted a gay wedding. Not that anyone had ever asked them. Don't tell me the left is not totalitarian. On college campuses, there's a systematic purging of conservatives on college campuses. Conservative professors aren't being given tenure. Conservative students being silenced. We see it in Georgia. We've seen it at UGA. We've seen it at Georgia Tech. You've seen it around the country. Don't deny the totalitarian instincts of the, totalitarianism comes from the left. Nazism, communism, they're all left-wing ideologies. Yes, Nazism is a left-wing ideology. They're all totalitarians, and you do see authoritarianism rise on the right. But you know, the authoritarians on the right, at least you get to live. You don't get round up and put in a concentration camp. It's still not good, though. You should not be defending heavy-handedness on the right. You should not be defending strong men on the right. We should all be defending our Constitution, but every day that goes on, our constitutional system becomes more and more fragile and gets weaker because both sides look at the other side and see the enemy, not political opponent. Neither side is capable of having a conversation with the other side. Neither side is able to recognize its own size size flaws anymore. Both sides do have problems. Both sides at this point have intellectual weakness. But it's us versus them in this day and age. You're not allowed to actually be an independent thinker. You're not allowed to say, you know, this is wrong, even though it's my side. You're not allowed to do that. I, when I point out that about the president, the president's done something he shouldn't do, we get overwhelmed with phone calls. You've just never gotten over the election, you never, Trumper. When I defend the president, we get overwhelmed with phone calls from liberals. I used to think he was a good guy, but he's sold out. It could possibly be that I and others actually think for ourselves and we're not going to swim with the, with the salmon up the stream. We're going to go in our own direction and we're going to be guided by something we should all be guided by called the Constitution of the United States of America. Some things you may want to do, but they are unconstitutional. And that the left and the right these days no longer really appreciate that, no, re- no longer really look at it that way. That is a huge problem that either side 
would wish to suspend an election is a huge problem. And for all you uppity liberals out there who think this is just a right-wing thing in polling, no, no. Last year, it was a majority of the left willing to do it. So don't get all sanctimonious over it right now. You should all be ashamed. It is 27 after the hour. You'll uh, keep telling you this, but the clock is ticking. Time is running out. If you want to get into Mattress Firm, try to get a Yeti tumbler and get a mattress. You know, they've got great deals in there. If you are tired of sleeping on a mattress and waking up hot in the middle of the night, particularly during the summer, and I realize we've had a more mild summer than last year, but still, there are hot days and there are hot nights. And you can get sweaty and you don't want to. So you need a mattress that lets you sleep cool. You sleep cool. I like to turn the air down before I go to bed just because I like to sleep cold. That's why I hate so many fancy hotels these days where it feels like you're sleeping under a hen and then the air conditioner doesn't work. You want to sleep cold. You want to sleep comfortably. You want to sleep on a good mattress. Well, Mattress Firm has a huge selection of great mattresses. And you can get a great deal on a great night's sleep by going to Mattress Firm. You can even take that mattress home and sleep on it for up to 120 nights. That's several months worth of sleeping on the mattress. And if you don't like it, take it back. For a small processing fee, you can get a different mattress. That's not a bad deal, folks. If you want a good deal, a great deal, on a good night's sleep, on a great night's sleep, go to Mattress Firm. All righty, let's go to the phones here. Grady in Atlanta, you're up first. Welcome. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Glad, glad to be online with you. I think you're a great guy and really like listening to you. I just have a question, though. Mm-hmm. When somebody is, is having the argument of uh, why would I go hard left or uh, why would I go hard right and why wouldn't I take the middle because, you know, the smart person is going to take the middle. Yep. I'm just kind of wondering why you would, why you would um, you know, when it comes down to it, why would you take the middle and not take the far right or far left? Well, you know, I, I wouldn't take the middle because, I, you know, Barney Frank, for all of his faults, still has one of my favorite quotes of any member of Congress is, is be a conservative or be a liberal, but never be a moderate because moderates stand for nothing. Uh, right. And I, I think if you're a conservative or a liberal, you are premised on ideas. But that's part of the problem right now we have is that the people on the right and the people on the left, they really don't have any ideas other than we hate the other side. I'm a conservative, and my ideas and my worldview are premised on being a Christian, an evangelical, and a conservative. I believe there are real rights, and there are real wrongs, and there are real policy solutions. Thirty-nine after the hour, Eric Erickson here. You got a flash flood warning up in Cherokee and Bartow County. Yeah, we do have most of the rain now on the south side. However, there is a strong band of storms. Uh, looks like there might be a little bit of hail in it headed towards Alpharetta. It's now south of coming, headed towards Alpharetta. You've got over 85 um, just to the east of Norcross. You've got some heavy rain, spreads out towards Grayson and Loganville, some showers in the Doraville area. But the big stuff is down on the south side. Over the airport in the Riverdale, Lake City, Morrow, and Forest Park area, and College Park, you got really heavy rain. The storm, it really isn't moving anywhere. It's very static. 
stagnant. Uh, same Fairburn and Union City, and in Noonan as well, very heavy rain. That rain, though, is moving to the south and doing so at a fairly good clip. It'll be out of the Noonan area here in the next 5 to 10 minutes, uh, even though it, it looks like it's not going anywhere it is. Conyers, Lakeview Estates, a lot of rain there. Walnut Grove, Jersey, Oxford, Co uh, Covington, Porterdale, Social Circle. You got rain. Uh, McDonough, you are in the clear now. The Griffin area has a little bit of rain. And then if you're on the interstate headed towards Alabama, you're good until you get to Villarica, and then it's just light stuff. So lots of rain in the area, but none of it terrible. We are headed into the 2018 season, regrettably, whether we want to deal with it or not. Uh, but it's worth noting there are 10 highly endangered members of the Senate. Republicans only have a two-seat majority right now, and there are 10 seats in danger. But anyone who knows anything about the Senate election in 2018 knows the Republicans are only defending eight seats. And guess what? It turns out of the 10 seats that are in danger, only two are Republican. Uh, Dean Heller in Nevada and Jeff Flake in Arizona. But Claire McCaskill, the Democrat from Missouri, Joe Donnelly, the Democrat from Indiana, Joe Manchin, the Democrat from West Virginia, uh, John Tester from Montana, and Heidi um, Heidi Heitkamp, uh, uh, Heitkamp from North Dakota, Tammy Baldwin from Wisconsin, Sherrod Brown from Ohio, and Bill Nelson from Florida. They are all endangered and potentially Bob Casey from Pennsylvania as well. The Republicans actually stand to pick up seats if they can just get their stuff in gear, get it in business. I'm trying not to use potty words on the radio. If they can get it in gear, they might be able to do it. Um, and then, of course, they got that idiot Mitch McConnell uh, ruling the roost in the Senate. Let's go to the phones. Michael and Canton, you are up next. Welcome. Hey, thank you, Eric. I uh, just wanted to say, I mean, a lot of these wishy-washy rhinos, both in the House, and the uh, I, I don't understand why we just don't get together and primary them out. I mean, I, I'm tired of I don't want to vote for the Democrat. I don't want to not show up to vote. I'll vote for the Republican, even if it's not the one I like, but I think we just ought to primary them out. I, listen, I agree with you, and I think Mitch McConnell, next time he's up for election, which will be... Uh, da, 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 I think 2020, I, I, I wish Republicans would do that. Uh, you know, look at this race over in Alabama. You, you got the, the president came out and endorsed Luther Strange, who is nothing but a McConnell flunky. I don't know why the president chose Luther Strange. Someone advising the president did a, did committed malpractice. You want to drain the swamp in Washington, Mr. President, endorsing Luther Strange it just puts a party boat on the swamp. Uh, you know, Roy Moore, to some degree, is is losing me with some of his statements, particularly his statements today about uh, Vladimir Putin praising Putin to a degree. Um, but it, Mo Brooks over there is is a solid guy, pledging, and he and Roy Moore both are pledged to oppose McConnell. I don't know why the president didn't go for them. Uh, rather disappointing that he didn't. Um, but all that being said, Republicans could potentially make some gains in the Senate. Now, here's the key, though is that they wouldn't be gains enough to overcome the filibuster. I mean, Republicans would really, really have to run the board to overcome the filibuster. They would have to pick up all eight of the seats that are endangered on the Democratic side and hold all of the Republican seats, including Dean Heller 
and Jeff Flake. And I got to tell you, Jeff Flake is just bugging me. I've been meaning to write about this. In fact, I may write about this in the morning. So you should subscribe to my morning email by texting WSB to 444-999. Jeff Flake has a good message on conservatives need to refine their principles, but Jeff Flake is the wrong messenger for that message. Jeff Flake was the poster boy of the club for growth until he got to the Senate and betrayed all of his values. And you've got people who don't like the president propping him up saying, Oh, Jeff Flake's a conservative. He's a known conservative. Jeff Flake. Yes, he is conservative, but he's not nearly as conservative as he once was. And he went to the Senate after pledging to oppose all sorts of things, including immigration reform, went to the Senate and suddenly was willing to cut deals with Democrats that he never was willing to cut in the house. He betrayed a lot of people who supported him. I supported Jeff Flake for the Senate. Jeff Flake looked me in the eye and said he was opposed to a lot of the immigration stuff. He would stand up and fight on Obamacare. He would do all sorts of stuff that he did not do. And now he knows he's in danger. And the problem isn't the president. The problem is that Jeff Flake has betrayed his base in Arizona and they know it. But the media loves a hero, and they love a hero who stands up to Donald Trump. So they love Jeff Flake because Jeff Flake has given Donald Trump the business and the revising history to make it look like Jeff Flake's problems are all about standing up to Donald Trump, when that's not it at all. Jeff Flake's problems are our self-inflicted wounds of being a political idiot. He made a bunch of promises to the people of Arizona, and he lied to them. And he was exposed as a liar when he got to the Senate. I don't care how conservative Jeff Flake is. It does not change the fact that Jeff Flake made tons of promises when he was running for the Senate, campaigned as a club for growth conservative, and got to the Senate and immediately started breaking all of those promises. He's got a good message, but he's the wrong messenger to deliver it. Jeff Flake has betrayed his principles. Jeff Flake has betrayed the truth. And all these conservatives who are propping him up saying, "Ah, purity test, I can't believe you think Jeff Flake isn't conservative enough. That has nothing to do with it. It has everything to do with the fact that Jeff Flake lied about what he stood for to get to the Senate. He lied getting conservative help, getting himself to the Senate, and betrayed everyone. Good for him standing up to the president. I stand up for the president to the president, too. I am my own person. When the president does what I like, I say it. When he does what I dislike, I say it. Jeff Flake should do it as well. But for him to come out now and try to portray himself as a victim of standing up to the president is an absolute load of hooey. And anyone who knows anything about Arizona politics who's honest recognizes it, but no one in the media is willing to. It is 56 after the hour. Eric Erickson here on Atlanta's Evening News. Folks, the situation on the south side deteriorating a little bit weather-wise. I need to bring you up to speed on this. If you're on the south side perimeter, uh, headed down 675, 75, or 85, you've got some very heavy rain um, down to the 75, 675 connection on the south side near Stockbridge. Uh, but Riverdale, Morrow, uh, Forest Park, Conley, College Park, Hapeville, Union City, Fairburn, you've got heavy, heavy rain right over the airport right now. Is, uh, is some of the heaviest rain and south of the airport, there is some hail in this over the 85 near Union City. Just outside the perimeter, you've got some very, very heavy rain down there. It goes all the way down towards Tyrone, Peachtree City, 
Turin, Sharpsburg, Moreland, uh, Grantville, just south of Noonan. You've got heavy rain in those areas as well. There is more coming in from Alabama right now, so just be careful out there if you're on the road. Make sure you got headlights on. If you're in areas of rain in Alpharetta, there is a new storm cell headed towards you as well. We'll be on top of Alpharetta here in the next 20 minutes. Berkeley Lake as well, very heavy rain. So uh, I have fulfilled my duty to God and country, keeping you guys up to date on the radio on weather. When we come back tomorrow, I'm sure there'll be new events in North Korea, and I will bring you up to speed on all of that and all of the rest of the news of the day right here on News 95.5 AM 750 WSB. And don't forget, you can subscribe to my book by texting WAKE to 444-999.